0: Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast.
1: We decided that that we wanted to have more of a LinkedIn focus, number one. Number two... Video is always the best form of content to repurpose, as we're talking about now and talking about all the ways you can slice and dice it into other video content and text content and blog and podcast, etc. So we decided to focus on LinkedIn and LinkedIn video.
0: Hello, my name's Ian Anson gray And in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I'm joined by Amy Woods from Content 10 We're going to be talking about how to become a leading authority on LinkedIn with live video. So let's get on with it. Ooh, but first...
2: Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast. With Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we We can go go live! Hello,
0: Ian Anderson Gray here for episode 74 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. This is episode 74, so you can find the show notes for this at iag.me forward slash if I can get my words out today, forward slash at 74. And we're going to be talking about LinkedIn today. Now, we've not talked about LinkedIn that much on the show, and I want to address that because LinkedIn is such a powerful network. And I'm so excited I've got my good friend Amy Woods on the show to talk about how to become a leading authority on LinkedIn using live video. Today's show is sponsored, as always, by Content 10X, which is very exciting because Amy, of course, is the founder of Content 10X and also Restream. So instead of actually going straight through to uh, my normal sponsor slot for Content 10X, I'm going to introduce Amy. Amy Woods is fantastic. She is an expert in content repurposing and the founder of Content 10X, a niche creative agency. She helps content creators grow their audience by maximizing their return on the content they create she works with businesses entrepreneurs and thought leaders and is the content repurposing powerhouse behind some of the most well-known podcasts and live shows including this one of course she's uh, the host of the content 10x podcast and she is the author of best-selling book content 10x more content less time maximum results the ultimate guide to reaching more people online with your content Amy, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, and thank you for having me. It's great to be here. <laughs> it's
0: great to have you on. I was just th- saying that that, that the, the the name of your book takes quite a long time to to say. Well, have, you th- have you thought about repurposing the title of your book? Well, you've, in a sense you have, haven't you? You've made the book. It's
1: but. it's really called Content 10X and yeah. then the. Um. What? What? I. Forget, it's so bad. I've forgotten the next bit. Now, content. <laughs> like, more, <laughs> more content. less time, maximum results. That's more the um the sub the subtitle. To be honest, so the, yes. it's actually. Just called content.
0: 10X, content yeah, <laughs> that's fab. Mm. Well, I, I just want to say hello to um, everyone who's watching. We've got a, a nice little, uh, nice little uh, crowd here. We've got Mark Orr who says morning. Just it is definitely morning. Uh, Martin Buckland is up very, very, very early from Toronto. I assume you're in, still in Toronto. Uh, who says? Unfortunately, the lip sync is way out. So I don't know whether that is still the case. On, it seems to be okay for me. Maybe if you want to refresh your browser. But this is the thing with live video. Um, you know, sometimes it, it doesn't go the way you want it to do. Uh, David Bain is here. Howdy, Ian and Amy. Hope life is treating you well. How is life treating you, Amy?
1: Life is treating me well, thank you, yeah. <laughs>
0: You're surviving.
1: Getting through this tough year, yeah. Surviving, yeah. trying to thrive. Um, busy, but yeah, you know, happy and, and um, certainly get... You know, enjoying the fact that things are getting a bit more back to normal, and we can all do a little bit more um, in our spare time. So, yeah, I'm mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a bit of difficulty, and obviously, if you're listening to the yeah. podcast or watching the replay in the future this is 2020 this is the, the big lockdown year oh my goodness yes uh, it's been one of those yeah let's anyway let's not talk about that um, so yeah just uh, just also Martin just I can see that Martin is watching on LinkedIn and also David is watching on LinkedIn uh, let me know Martin you know how you're getting on with your live videos and also uh, David as well because I know you are doing a lot a lot at the moment I can also see on Facebook Kelly drewett is here hello where are you watching from great to see you so Amy we need to get on we need to talk about about LinkedIn. And uh, we're also going to talk about Content 10X, of course, which you're a founder of. And just for people who haven't actually um, heard of Content 10X before, (laughs) I kind of like Struggle to believe that people haven't heard of it if they've listened to this show or watched this show. But tell us a little bit more about Content Ten X. How you how you decided to make Content Ten X. How long have you been going on for, by the way? When did you first launch Content Ten X? Because I remember us talking about it in a cafe in Cheadle where where I live.
1: Yeah, and actually when we spoke about that, Ian, it was just um, in the very early stages. Yeah. I think it was it was in the like maybe you'd say the beta stage. I'd kind of yeah planned the the background of it and I was I, I I saw that you were speaking at social media marketing world actually and then lo and behold and live a few miles away from my house and so, you know, you kindly agreed to meet up with a coffee and, you know, I was trying to speak to people in this content world and see if I was onto something or not. So yeah, that must have been um well, so about may 2017 was when i kind of officially consider that we started you know first client got going so just over 3 years ago now so i guess that was probably february of that year before you were heading off to social media marketing world um so yeah 3 and a bit years um you know always i guess changed and evolved as we have moved through in understanding what people want from our services but always our focus has been on content repurposing so you know, the whole idea came about from the fact that it's really important to create content, whether you have videos or podcasts, blog posts, whatever it is. But it's very, very time consuming as well. Mm. Yet when you create your original pieces of content like like this, like this live stream or any kind of video, whatever it is, there's so much that can come from that. But that's also time consuming as well but when you've done the original piece does it you know does it have to be you that does everything that comes from the original piece or can you get some support and help with that and that that's where the idea came from and that's what we do so we take original pieces of content usually working with businesses that have episodic content like like yourself like me so podcasts weekly videos that kind of thing and then we'll provide a service of, of repurposing into lots of different formats and publishing everything and just taking care of everything after the point of creating the core content and um, so yeah you know it's crazy we we originally kind of repurposed pretty much everything and did pretty much anything uh, you know from blog posts to infographics we worked with um, even helping somebody with a, a uh, like a diploma that they were running for civil servants and all kinds of things but now we've niched down um a lot more we work specifically on video live and pre-recorded video and podcasts and we have like slightly more set ways of working with people now but purely based on three years of really kind of working out what works you know and like really drilling yeah. down on that um so yeah it's been fantastic <laughs> ups and downs cool. but it's been absolutely great
0: <laughs> well it, you know niching down uh is can, can sometimes be quite a scary thing for a business owner i, I was always scared about niching mm. and, and like I think everyone else around me knew before me that I should be focusing on live video and I was going, oh, and then I did. And, and so it's just, it's, it's kind of the same with you, but also for you, I think as a yeah. business owner. It's a lot easier. You can pro- produce a much kind of more quality service if you're focusing on f- fewer services, I think. And that's kind yeah. of what you're doing, which is, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to say, uh, just a few more comments. So, uh, it looks like the, there is a little bit of a, a few sync issues. So this is probably my fault. Um, But anyway, so hopefully you can, you can cope with that. So apologies here. Mark says sync is out a tad whereas Joey on periscope is saying yeah yeah yes lik, lip sync is way off so it's either way off or it's a little bit I don't know who knows but hopefully you're okay with that Justin Brown is watching from down under on YouTube hey 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 great to see you Justin <laughs> Hayley from South Africa is saying oh this is awesome Hayley how did it go Hayley says uh, from South Africa did my first live last Thursday congratulations <laughs> Was it really scary? Did it go okay? You, you, the fact is, you're still alive, so that's that's great, and that's really awesome. So, David, David, before I, I get on with with asking you a few more of my own questions, David's got uh, a great question here. So, David Bain says, asks, "Do you do much editing of your live stream content before repurposing it?" Um, so, with so before I bring that over to you, Amy, uh, I. So I do I edit I edit my I edit the I turn my live show into a podcast and I edit it. So I add a, a beginning bit, I add a little theme song, I add a little bit of extra at the beginning and also at the end. And then I do edit some bits out. So sometimes if there are comments that don't really make sense for the live show, then I'll edit those bits out. But generally I, I because I focus a lot on on getting the structure of my show really solid um for for the live show and the podcast, I don't have to do as much editing and maybe as, as as I would have done otherwise. Amy, what uh, any views on that?
1: yeah, so so we do. It depends what we're repurposing mm. the live stream into, really. So um so, for example, if we're repurposing the live stream into a another video, but a you no know, sharper, more focused video, then we'll do editing where, we will take out live aspects, so things that perhaps just aren't going to be that interesting to a non live audience and what we do with our clients is we often suggest that they have a um really structure it in a way that we know the sec- the segments that we will pull out for repurposing so you know do the introduction, have some you know back and forward with the people who've joined you you know embrace the live aspects of this content um and then you know, we suggest then have certain sections where you know you let, let people who listening know that you're not you're not going to be responding to comments for the next ten minutes or so because you're going to dig into the interview if it's with a guest or you're going to present on your topic or whatever it may be, um, and then you know come back to different segments and things like that. So if you segment your show, what we then do is we'll repurpose the segments. So it could be that the core bit that you present becomes the podcast episode. Extract the audio, and as Ian said, maybe record a separate intro and outro is what we would usually do introducing that section of the live stream and then um the outro again so pulling out sections that can stand alone and then topping and tailing them so we do that editing same for youtube so if we're turning a live stream video into something that we would put onto youtube we do do quite a lot of editing um and pull out the key bits and um just make it seem a bit more focused on the topic um but also there's so many cool things you can do. For example, say you run on a Q&A in your live stream, quite often we'll pull out the the A. <laughs> so, you know, we'll pull out you answering that great question and turn that into more like a short teaser video um, with the question at the top, um, captions at the bottom and you answering that question and then get that, you know, onto other platforms like Instagram, Instagram stories, places like that. Um, so, yeah, we like, I guess, long, long answer to the question, but we don't often take a live stream as it is in its entirety. But the reason that we love repurposing live streams is for exactly that, because if you create them with repurposing in mind and segment them in such a way, there's so much that you can then extract and do with the full live stream at mm-hmm. the end of the recording when you have the MP4 up. Or-
0: Oh fire, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really really important important stuff to mm-hmm. say. So yes, uh, there's lots of stuff that you can do. You can make it really simple. I mean, you, in a sense, you know, I'm I'm using Restream to multi-stream my uh my my broadcast so I'm, I'm broadcasting to youtube linkedin facebook and lots of other places so in a kind of way that's repurposing i mean this is going up this will end up being a youtube video in its entirety but if you can i think it's important to to look at the actually repurposing little segments and i'm going to ask you a little bit more about that amy in a sec in a bit but um Yeah, just a a few other comments. Uh, Martin Buckland is saying live videos Tuesday at 2 are going well on Facebook Live. Cannot wait to have LinkedIn Live, which is my main platform for my clients. Yes, yes, we're all waiting um, for LinkedIn Live to to roll out further. It will get there, but I think, Martin, you're doing the right thing of broadcasting a regular show on Facebook, and then you can then demonstrate to LinkedIn, hey, LinkedIn, look, I've got a regular show on Facebook your competitor let me you know i need to be on linkedin um justin brown thank you justin for telling me this the audio delay is gone now switching to full screen amy and then back fixed it so hmm, not sure uh, and uh, what happened there mark says yes sync has stabilized and looking good on facebook now so some gremlin in the system i don't know i'm using econ live and and i'm using restream at the same time which is which is um Probably part of the problem, not overcomplicating things. Uh, just a question from Haley, who says: When it comes to repurposing live videos, how do the overlays lay, up, lay apart in this? Should we rather uh, leave the streams with no overlays? I think that's a great question. And just before mm-hmm. I kind of bring that over to you, Amy. Um, There are some software out there, there are some live video tools out there such as, uh, let me get this right, there's vMix that can do this, the Pro version of Wirecast can do this, and also uh, Switcher Studio has something called ISO recording. Now this is very, very advanced and I wouldn't recommend this for beginners or in intermediate people, because you need a beast of a computer, it's quite expensive. But what this does is, it will record all the sources of your live stream. So if I was using the software, it would record Amy, the raw video of Amy, um, as a one video, it would record my video, and it would record it all separately, which makes repurposing a lot easier. Because of the system I'm using, basically, the output includes all the overlays. So there's not much you can do about that. So this is, at this point, when I bring it over to you, Amy, what do you think about this? Do you know, should we, should we bother with overlays? Because that might impact the, uh, you know, the repurposing side? Or do you think it doesn't really matter?
1: Yeah, I I always do say that you should create content with repurposing in mind. So I think you, you need to you know, you need to plan out what you are going to repurpose the different sections of the live into or the whole of the live into. And then I do think you need to consider then, is it necessary to have the overlays? If that's going to make um, me turning this into a YouTube video or a Facebook video, or obviously it doesn't matter if it's non-video content when you repurpose it into a blog post or images or a podcast, that's fine. But video to snippets of video, um, I, I would just say, you know, go easy on them if you don't think they'll translate well to the different forms of content. Um, you don't need to have everything also fancy if it's then not going to look right in your repurposed content. So it's just about planning, I think. But I think what you said, Ian, sounds great in terms of if there's tools that are just you can have all of the overlays in the front end, but you can still get the um, kind of like the the raw video without all of that for the repurposing. But, yeah, plan and prepare and don't go overboard if it's not going to bring out the best quality repurposed mm-hmm. content. Because I think I don't think you should compromise on quality with the content that you repurpose because all content, it, all content should be quality. And just because something is repurposed, it shouldn't look ever lower quality. It should all stay at the same bar. So you need to create that content with the repurposing in mind, I would say.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Mm. I, I think that's very very helpful. And for for, for audio, I mean, I, I tend to focus more on the audio and then turning it to blog. That's that's the those are the areas that I really mm. focus on from a repurposing point of view. So the overlays don't matter so much. Well, they don't matter at all for audio, you know. So, so I actually go, I go to a lot of uh, effort in making sure the repurposing of the audio is really good. So, we're actually using, I'm bringing you in, Amy, via uh, eCom Live as 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 the guest, but I'm recording my audio using some software on my computer. I'm using Adobe Audition. And then we're recording your audio using a software called Zencaster. So, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do if you want the quality to be really, really good from an audio point of view. And the reason I do that, we use Zencaster is because the the audio is recorded on your end, Amy, so that at the mm. end of this, you don't have to do anything as the guest. I will then be sent the MP3 or the WAV file that I can just give to my editor or edit myself, and it's it's all great. So, um, yeah, work, works really well. Uh, so, mm. I mean, this might seem a silly question, but just, I mean, why should, we, why should we bother with repurposing? I mean, it seems a lot of effort. Yes, I mean, yeah, okay, the theory is we can, yeah, we can, we can, you know, pump out more content, but is it really worth it? Why? Why should we bother?
1: <laughs> it's like uh, I, I could say so much to that <laughs> so well, Yeah, the short the, the, maybe I'll give you yeah. a, uh, maybe shot, three or four
0: tweets worth of of uh, content. Yeah, of <laughs> I think
1: I think um, it, it's really important to make sure that people you know see your content and. Um, if you're just putting content out, like, you know, in one place, just pumping out content and not doing any additional repurposing of it, then you're just not going to reach as many people. So firstly, it's, it's about expanding your reach through repurposing. But it's also about, it's, I guess it's about leveraging your time. So if you put so much time into each individual piece of content, and then you just keep creating these core long form pieces of content, but not doing any repurposing, you're not doing justice to your content because you're not making sure that it reaches as many people as possible. But also it's about leveraging your time. And I guess a key thing is staying consistent with your message in different platforms and in different locations. So not not everybody watches a live stream. Some people don't like live streaming. Feel bad saying that to you, Ian. How, how could you <laughs> say people, that? How could you say I know, that It feels so, awful. <laughs> some people would never join a live stream, you know, some people would never listen to a podcast. Um some people just hate Facebook. Some people would never go on Instagram, etc. Um and so, you know, there's there's just everyone consumes content in different ways. People also don't connect with content in the same ways. You know, some people just won't establish much of a connection with you. When they see your Instagram content, but when they start listening to the podcast, that's when they, you know, really start to feel connected or whatever it is. Because we all connect in different ways. So I guess with repurposing, it, it's if you have all, it's like having all your eggs in one basket. If you if you just do one type of content, so I only do video content and I only put it on um, YouTube. Let's say that's kind of all your eggs in one basket of people who like videos and go on YouTube. But within that, you can spread the X so much further without too much additional effort, where you repurpose that into some content for Instagram, where you turn it into a a written post to help you with SEO on your website and, you know, all of the other, turn it into a podcast, et cetera. But it's it's not doing too much more than just constantly creating the new content, but in even spending the same amount of time repurposing one than creating the next, in doing that, going to reach more people connect with more people so you know again it's quite a long answer but um it's really about the reach the connection and establishing that authority through being consistent with your message in different locations in different formats and rather than just single lane focusing a more narrow
0: audience Mm. yeah i think that's important and i think it, it you're so right in saying that everyone is going to have a different preferred method of of consumption. So, yeah, you're totally right. Not everyone likes consuming live video. I mean, I don't have the time to watch lots and lots of live videos. And... The thing that I love about podcasting is that, you know, you basically, you know, people are going to listen to a whole, like, depends on how long your podcast is. If it's an hour long, they're basically plugging you into their ears for a whole hour. Live video, it's, yes, that can happen. People can watch your live shows for the whole thing. But a lot of the time, it's dipping in and out. There's more of the dipping in and out. And then, of course, blog posts are great uh, for SEO. I mean, yes, you can do Mm -hmm. SEO with podcasting and stuff like that and live video. But So I think doing all of those things and, and all the other things that you were talking about is, is so important. We've got some other great comments from from Haley and David. I will get back to you. I just want to ask Amy my next question first, and then we'll get on with that, which is LinkedIn. We're, we're talking specifically today about LinkedIn. And I wanted to ask you, why, why should we... Uh, well why should we be considering LinkedIn but why have you focused on LinkedIn? Why, you know why why are you focusing on LinkedIn with this whole LinkedIn 10X thing? Because I know you've been you know you've been focusing on live video and other things but but why LinkedIn and well, why should we be considering LinkedIn more?
1: Yeah so we, um you're right we've really kind of gone down a, a focus on LinkedIn and we have a service called LinkedIn 10X which is really kind of now our signature service and what we're, we're, you know, mainly marketing and working on at the moment. And I guess the reason is um, I did some, I guess, a, a big kind of review of everything around the three-year point of what we've been doing with our clients, our biggest success stories, what really works, and what we're trying to achieve. And, you know, we're trying to help people become a leading authority in their industry, become known, you know, so that they can ultimately use their content and that that um expertise that they're sharing widely to become um, to grow the business basically and to make everything easier make you know customers come to them and get more speaking engagements, make the sale easier because their expertise is proven through the content and so much more and so you know in looking at that we're looking at who have we seen you know what platforms have worked the best for business grow through content and it just was LinkedIn? So LinkedIn is the platform that we see um, make the biggest difference in terms of when you start to take off and become mm. the authority on LinkedIn. That's when you know your business starts to grow. When actual um, impacts your ROI. So it's not to say to you know to slate other platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. But we you know if you are on LinkedIn and your clients are on LinkedIn and you establish leadership and authority and people know who you are and what you do and what problem you solve through your content on LinkedIn. That's where we, we see the you know, sound so cliche, but the needle of moving people's businesses. So we decided that, that we wanted to have more of a LinkedIn focus, number one. Um, number two, Video is always the best form of content to repurpose, as we're talking about now and talking about all the ways you can slice and dice it into other video content and text content and blog and podcast, et cetera. So um, we decided to focus on LinkedIn and LinkedIn video. Um, but then secondly, um, podcast as well. So always repurposing the videos into podcasts because, again, stepping back, what helps people really become uh, recognizing a leading authority? And there's no doubt that, that through having a podcast that makes a big impact as well. And then SEO too. So through the power of LinkedIn, and um, through the power of video content as the core content repurpose, the power of podcasting, and that, and then SEO through turning all of that into really well-written blog posts to go on websites, and also a YouTube video from the main video. Um, everything combines together to just you know really provide that great set of content every week for people to just massively expand their authority on the platform that we see have the biggest impact for actual you know, revenue growth and business growth. Um, so, yeah, that, that's why. I mean, every asset that we create that can go on LinkedIn can, of course, go on other platforms, those, those teasers, those graphics, et cetera. Of course, it can go on Facebook and Instagram, et cetera, too. But we're doing a, you know, a big focus on, on that combining LinkedIn video. With repurposing, and that's um, it's going really well. You know, and we're really, really pumped about it. To be honest, actually, it's like you know, probably the most exciting thing that we've done as a business this year.
0: Well, I think Mm. the the problem is that you can, if you spread yourself too thinly, and if you focus on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all of these at the same time, you're not going to do a a great job if you start off like that Mm -hmm. way. So, to focus on what's going to be the most important network for you, and I, I think LinkedIn, and and I'm going to be honest about. Myself, I think LinkedIn is one of those networks that I know I should be doing more on. I know I should be on, but I, for some reason, I just, I don't know. I don't have the enthusiasm for it at the moment, but I think I would have a lot more enthusiasm if I spent more time on it. And yeah. I I, inv- I invested much more of my focus on that, and so going to ask you some questions a little bit more about like what what um, kind of content we should be creating on LinkedIn. But before yeah. I do that, just to to say, uh, Haley Haley was saying so this is going back to the whole um, her question about overlays and a way around that. So one option is to record on video a video camera which records the live without overlays mm. and then. Um, then you'll have one video without any overlays. So I suppose you're talking about having two cameras. And if, if you get them as close to, to each other as possible, that's, that's better. The only problem is that even if you get them really close, it's going to look like on one of them that you're not looking at the camera. And so I think that's, you know, if I, if I, um, if I look at the screen at the moment, so let me just uh, take that comment off. If I look at the screen, it, it looks like I'm looking down. Um, It doesn't look like I'm actually looking at you uh, watching at the moment. So I think we've got to be slightly careful about that, but that's, that's good. David Bain says, "Have either of you tried the Zencaster automatic post-production service?" That's a bit of a mouthful and <laughs> I'll have to say no, I haven't. I've only I the reason I use Zencaster for recording the audio of my guests is because it's got I, I've felt compared to all the other services I've used it's got the easiest onboarding. and I think Amy, you would agree that when you clicked mm-hmm. on the button, Yeah, you didn't really have to do very much. you you were even (laughs) wondering, do I need to press a record button? And the thing is, you don't. You just you just need to click the button. And that's it. Uh, And I edit all my I get my I edit everything separately. And I've got all the post production sorted. But so I haven't tried that. Let let me know uh, if you have and what you think about it. So Amy, what kind of content works on LinkedIn? You've you mentioned video. When I have been on LinkedIn, I do see that video's working a lot. I do see you posting a lot of video on there. Is video the main thing? Should we? What should we do, be doing on LinkedIn? Help us.
1: I don't, I don't think it is the main thing. So I mm. think video works well. And as you mentioned, you've been, you have see me posting videos. We've actually, yeah, maybe, maybe we've gotten a bit of overboard recently, but we've been posting a lot of videos <laughs> on LinkedIn um, and, you know, repurposing them. And, and we've been... But to explain, I suppose we've been putting ourselves through our LinkedIn service and really seeing, you know, that it works and, and testing it through. So that's what we constantly do every week. But um, but, but not just video. So text posts work really well, text only posts and um, funnily enough. So on other platforms, I know they're often, you know, very visual. And when you add uh, obviously Instagram is, but Facebook and Twitter as well, when you add graphics, videos, et cetera, that often gives you more engagement more reach but we do find on linkedin that text only posts work really well as well um and you know and, and image posts so i know that's saying all of them but i don't think that there's any one in particular i yeah. think it, it really does just come down to what you are posting about and the you know the engagement and are you asking a question are you inviting comments so you know are you sharing a story there's a lot more storytelling on linkedin than other platforms i find um you know people start sharing storytelling uh, style posts um that you know are usually lead into some call to action or you know asking some question and um, i see them going one of two ways i think often they work and often they seem a little bit too overly contrived and, and copywritten, and like you know maybe don't work too well but um what we do is we really mix it so We'll have a couple of video posts um, a week, but a couple of uh, image posts and then two or even three text only posts and then really mix them up as well. So from, you know, long form text posts, like almost mini articles work well, but just one or two sentences, you know, attention grabbing, you know, asking questions that people can just answer easy, answer quickly or, you know, people are going to have an opinion on. um, They work really well as well. So I think you just have to mix it up and find find the sweet spot for your audience. And I guess it's the, you know, do they have the intention span to watch your videos or do they just always prefer prefer to answer quick, like single text questions and things like that. So it's finding what works for you, but I don't feel like there's this big algorithm, um, you know, kind of favorability towards certain types that just doesn't seem to be happening. Like it happens on Mm. other platforms. Mm. Um, So it is a bit of a, a bit of a, a yeah. test I think
0: that's interesting mm. and, and maybe you can do both so if you're doing a video I mean one thing that I've found is that somebody's shared a really cool tip that I want to see but I'm not in the situation that I can watch the video maybe there's I don't know something else happening in the house <laughs> And I don't, I don't, so I, I kind of just want to read some text so if you're posting a video make sure you put a summary I think and and yeah. the, the other thing I, I've seen used quite a lot are, are hashtags as well so you can create a hashtag series um, so I think that that's so that's a really good thing so let's let's mm. uh, let's move on to, to LinkedIn live um and whether we should be using it and and the problem is at the moment still LinkedIn live has not been rolled out to everyone it's uh, still in beta testing so not everyone has it but do you recommend if we do have it that we should utilize LinkedIn live when it comes to repurposing and what are the advantages over that or the disadvantages between that and pre-recorded video on LinkedIn
1: so as you said because it's only just rolling out so mm. it's still um, you know quite rare isn't it on the platform for people yeah. to go live as opposed to other platforms it does help you stand out and you know we definitely find that therefore people are more aware of people going live and though that does get pushed a bit more there is some kind of algorithm play on the live content but I think it's really interesting with LinkedIn because I think it really does depend on who your audience are and you know when, when they come onto LinkedIn and live streams are often fairly longer form content aren't they and really like you know you don't tend to what would you recommend as a minimum time for people to go live like at least what 15 minutes or longer would you say
0: well i think it depends on the platform and what you Mm. want to do i mean sometimes like five four or five minute lives can sometimes work, but I think on LinkedIn, yeah. actually one of the things that they say on LinkedIn that there are some rules that you have to subscribe to, and one of them is I think that it they need to be at least ten minutes long. Uh, yeah. I will double yeah. check that in a minute, but but yeah, there are some rules and I think on LinkedIn, I think they do need to be a little bit longer
1: yeah, so I think that's something to consider so when you upload a um just a, a non live pre-recorded video to LinkedIn, the maximum is ten minutes and then you're saying and so then they're obviously wanting the lives to be longer than the videos that would be pre-recorded and they get that because it's all about people coming and joining you and giving people to get their live going and all that kind of thing um but i think it in that case i think it's great to um really have a structure to your live stream and and, and you know enable it for repurposing as well which we talked about before but um it's whether people come to LinkedIn to, to watch, you know, long form content, I guess is, is still, I think still, you know, being worked out as to whether that's what people consume and people want. And um, in that case, I think you really need to promote, you need to make it like a, you know, a show. I think if somebody just turns up on LinkedIn, you know, they're just having a dip in, having a look on the lunch mm-hmm. break at work or something like that. And there's a live going on, maybe the likelihood of them, you know, oh, I'll, I'll just like stop what I'm doing and watch half an hour yeah. of a, a live stream. Maybe isn't necessarily for a LinkedIn type audience necessarily going to happen. But I think, you know, if you do lots of promotion and people are aware and you build up some hype for your show, you have, um you know, we were talking before, but I really am a big fan of segmenting shows. So people know what's going to come and the different sections people start to really like certain segments and things like that, you know, become a fan <laughs> of certain aspects of the show as well as the show itself. Um. And really do that, then maybe there's more likelihood that people will, you know, put that time aside Mm. to join you live, especially if you're adding value and you're, you know, you're teaching people and people are going to come in and learn and will take it as an opportunity to stop what they're doing, stop the work that they're doing and commit to attending your life because it's great. And they always come away and they learn something new, something new to apply. So, you know, it's like personal development somehow, as well as, you know, as well as consuming content then I I really think that can work. I I just think you have to play it a little bit differently on LinkedIn because of the kind of people that are are on LinkedIn, the times of day that they may come in, you know, the frame of mind that they may come in to look at LinkedIn um, and work out, you know, how you market that as um, something that they should give time up to come onto the platform to watch you and then really push the benefits of the live. You know, the fact that it's access to somebody, the fact that you can ask questions, you know, you know people that you may not necessarily get to interact with and so i think if you're then going to go live and you're going to convince people to come and give up the time to attend the live then make sure that you, that you do um make the most of the live aspects and don't just run it like a pre-recorded video then i think mm-hmm. as well so that people see the virtues and the benefits of that and then of course you have all of the repurposing but um but yeah i think um i mean you 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 like you stream at the same time to multiple different platforms, don't you, Ian? So I guess you're seeing what's happening and what's working and not working um, on the yeah. platforms, and I guess that makes it maybe a bit harder to do a platform specific live stream because you've got to then you've got to bear in mind all the different platforms how many you? so yeah um, yeah I, th- of, like, I think
0: hmm. i think multi-streaming is is more challenging and you got to you got to think yeah. about the different audiences but so is but you know why not do a mixture of different things and i think you'd probably say mm-hmm. the same you know don't just do live video do pre-recorded video do other stuff as well and this is where Content repurposing can come come into it. Uh, I've just seen that uh, Matthias from Challenge ITV has joined, uh, running out of a meeting to join the live. Well, it's great to, to see. How are you getting on? <laughs> have you done your Have you done your live videos yet? And um, where are you going to be broadcasting it to? We we're, we're, we're talking today. If you just joined, how to become a leading authority on LinkedIn with live video. So, Amy. You talked about like the different segments of the show. I like I liked what you said there. Can you maybe tell us, you know, what what what's worked really well when you've worked with your clients? You have talked about like some different sections and like some of your audience like really look look forward to a particular section. Have you got any ideas on how we can, I don't know, jumble up our or, or change the structure of our live shows that that they'll w- work well for repurposing, but also work well for engagement too?
1: Well, I think. Um, I, it, there's so many different kind of ways that people do live streams from this, from like the interview style of live streams through to, you know, like solo presentation of live streams and things like that. So I think it's, you know, it's quite hard to say, you know, what works and what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another. But I think, you know, as I mentioned before, I think um, if you're going to do live, then a mistake sometimes I see people make is that they do live, but then don't make them, don't you know, don't make the most of the fact that it yeah. is live yeah. and don't and forget to include like the audience engagement <laughs> side. So we definitely, you know, in, in the early days, like years ago, we worked with some people who went live and, and didn't even say hi, you know, at all. Like there was no live aspect. It was completely as if pre-recorded and it just Defeated the object. The the quality was probably lower, you know, like kind of lower quality because like not edited and nervous and things like that. But then no interaction either, so it was like you know it kind of it, it didn't really work that well. So I think you know it's adding sections where you embrace that and you remember that people are coming because of that, so they can ask questions. There's the transparency and the authenticity, and if you're providing access to guests and things like that, then remember to have segments where people can interact in that way. Um. But then, as we talked about before, maybe focusing on, you know, the repurposable sections too. So things like Q&As, you know, I love that because you can blitz through Q&As and get all these wonderful answers that can be turned into all sorts, you know, an answer in itself can then be turned into a LinkedIn post, can't it? You know, Mm -hmm. you could answer 10 questions in a, a live and then you could have 10 text only posts over the course of the next week where you're just sharing in a text post the the answers that you provided in the live earlier that week so um and and then that plays to what works best well you you're doing both but you're not doing too much extra work you answered Mm. everything in the live and then it created 10 text posts afterwards maybe turn one of them into um an image and maybe maybe extract one of them as a little teaser video too but um but yeah i think things like that you know how can you you know extract those segments but it depends on the what you're going for in terms of, is it entertainment value? You know, is it entertainment? Is it education? You know, you could go kind of crazy and have some fun segments. I'm sure if you were asking our good friends, Andrew and Pete, now they'd come up with, you know, oh, all yeah. sort of, you know, if, yeah, you can imagine. Oh, they have segments, so That's a great example, actually, yeah. for the little segments that they would have of, of asking people to answer questions as well. So, with water in the mouth and things like that so i've done a lot of content recently where i've been comparing live streams and and content in general to the tv talk shows in the us like the late late show and jimmy fannell jimmy kimmel and things like that but how they do that so they do such a wonderful job of having these shows where they jump to certain segments and then that segment in its own right is a playlist on youtube and every segment has been put in there in youtube it's a playlist and has millions of views and what what is it you know carpool karaoke from the late late show is a segment of a show that's actually become a show and it's all right and you know some people have watched all of James Corden's carpool karaoke and never seen an episode of his show and that kind of thing but it's all segments of content and same with I was talking on my podcast last week about um can't remember if it's Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kinnell because I get them mixed up but like he has like his mean tweets section of his show that people look forward to um, or they'll do lots of tweets beforehand and then bring that content into the live. So I think that's a, when I was talking about audience interaction and bringing people in and making the most of it being live. Things like the build up. So maybe building up to it on even on another platform like building up on Twitter and asking people to you know. Tweet this or that, and you'll share the top ten tweets in your live stream. And you, if you come onto it, maybe we'll interact with you and find out more about why you wrote that tweet or something like that. So I think it's you know create content beforehand as well that you can potentially bring in, but the content the content involves the audience. So then um they're going you know hopefully going to come and join you and follow their content to see it being discussed further in um, in that live stream. Maybe even mm-hmm. with an expert as well. So was, um, I cool. think yeah yeah the. the think it's just like planning it through and then trying to be consistent so that people get used to it as much as they get used to watching their favorite talk shows like tv talk shows
0: yeah totally agree with you yes i can see a question from matthias from challenge ITV it says can anyone live stream on linkedin or any criteria to be approved sorry i'm new to this platform uh yeah there's no uh, not no such thing as a silly question so yeah it's currently enclosed <coughs> beta so you can apply to it if you go to my website iag.me uh, on the homepage, you'll see an article to uh, all about linkedin live and that gives you all the criteria there and how you can apply i did look amy and it says they want it to be a minimum of 10 to 15 minutes it needs anything shorter than that then they say do pre-recorded video um, and also just to say if you are interested in unboring your videos Amy mentioned uh, Andrew and Pete. If you go to iag.me forward slash 31, you can listen and watch their episode uh, all about that. But i just realized the time, my goodness, we, 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 we've been um, talking about so much really powerful stuff. But I do need <laughs> to bring in my next sponsor, which is Restream. So Restream, I use every single live show that I do to multi-stream to lots of different platforms. It's really, really awesome. And, and its you could see this really as the complete multi-streaming service for entrepreneurs. So you can broadcast to over 30 different destinations all at the same time, including LinkedIn Live, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitch, Periscope, and so much more, which is amazing and You could do this from any tool you like, like OBS Studio or Ecamm Live or Wirecast or whatever. But if you want to keep things simple and do some really cool professional stuff, you can use the Restream Studio. This works within the browser, and I'm partly using that for this live stream. So all the comments, if you're watching the live show or the replay, you'll be able to see the comments. I'm using Restream Studio for that. So that's amazing. You can can interact with your audience. You can bring up to nine guests onto your show. Two really cool features that I've just added in the last few weeks. You can now broadcast in stereo if the platform uh, accepts stereo. So I know Facebook does, YouTube does. So that's pretty cool. And even more exciting that you can now schedule or schedule depending on how you pronounce it. So this allows you to, you can schedule to LinkedIn Live. That's currently in closed beta testing, but that should be released soon. Uh, YouTube and Facebook. This is really, really important if you want to promote your live videos or if you want to do anything fancy like Facebook Messenger bots. So yes, I've talked about multi-streaming. The chat feature is amazing because you can highlight and see all the comments from all those different channels. You can also stream your pre-recorded videos live. And the bit that people forget, of course, is the analytics, because it's really important to see how your live videos have been doing. Check your your viewers, how many people are watching throughout it. Were there any dips? Were there any peaks? And you can learn from that and uh, and be able to produce even more amazing videos for the future. So if you want to find out more, if you want to sign up, they've got a free plan. All you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash restream, iag.me forward slash restream. And I thank you so much, Restream, for sponsoring this show.
2: You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian
0: Anderson Gray. Right. Fabulous. Well, we're, we're almost out of time, Amy, but just a, a few extra things. So are there any other things that we should be thinking about um, in terms of how, we, if we want to become an authority on LinkedIn, you know, how can we utilize repurposing to to do that, to actually become an authority on a particular topic?
1: Well, I think um, when it comes to becoming an authority, people need to know who you are. People need to know what problem that you solve. People need to know so clearly that if, you know, if they have that problem, then they immediately think of you and come to you. And that's how, you know, you grow your business through people. A lot of people create content, I think, and they're trying to trying to become an authority in a certain space and become known for something. But the content can be so kind of scattergun and and not very targeted. And then people like them and follow them, but couldn't really say what they would go to them to get help with or, or what their, you know, very specific expertise is. So, When you're repurposing your content and you're coming up with your content strategies and your plan of what you are going to talk about and what you want to become known for. When you then go on and repurpose that content, you're staying on message, you're staying, you know, very close to the original content. You're just expanding that message and and communicating maybe in a different format or in a different location but you're consistently staying, you know, core to what you want to be known for. And so really, you know, repurposing helps you become an authority and creating content helps you become an authority. But you must make sure that you're, you know, managing and staying on track with what you want to become an authority for. So I think, you know, on LinkedIn in particular, you want to rise up above your peers. You want to stand up above your competitors and you want people to know you and and recognize you immediately then it's all about content, it's all about adding value, and it's all about using the different content formats on the platform, but staying clear and, and consistent with your message and, and who you are. So utilize video, utilize text posts, utilize going live, create you know a great live stream if you can when that comes out of beta or if you have access to it. Text posts, experiment, short form, long form, but whatever you do, don't be talking about you know, I don't know, like um, Instagram one day, morning routines the next day, productivity the next day, you know, uh, um, everything, you know, completely scattergun. Just stay. It's okay to deviate sometimes, of course, not, you know, they are social platforms. But when you're being, you know, adding value and helping people and sharing your expertise, just try not to go on too many different angles in too many different places because you won't become known for what you want to become known for. People will just think, you're a, you're a nice person, but when they have that problem and you want to help them, they'll say, "Oh, I went there instead because you know what? I didn't even know that's what you do." <laughs> um, so you just want to avoid that. You want to become known for what you want to and and, and so control true. it through your content.
0: That's so true, and I'm laughing because we talked about this uh, kind of maybe a couple of episodes ago, and I was talking about when I went to Youpreneur Summit, which I know you've spoken at Youpreneur Summit, and we've seen each other a lot there in London. And what there was one year when people about three or four people came up to me and we had a conversation and they kind of say, Ian, you're a nice guy, but what is it you do? <laughs> so mm-hmm. you don't want yeah. that. And I've, I, I, no. that, was, that was actually... That was really useful for me because I, I realized at that point that I wasn't doing a good job at communicating that. So don't do not yeah. do that. Uh, Matthias says, is Amy from Content and X? Yes. Amy is the, f- <laughs> is the founder. Yes, she just joined us a little bit later. So yeah, um, so it's great. So if you if you missed the beginning bit, you can go back and watch the replay. And it also says, oh, just seen that Justin Brown was coming to see. Justin has some great content. Ian has great friends. I do have great friends. I'm very, very uh, happy about that. And it also says, Ian... <laughs> I didn't realize this. So the stream now feature in YouTube will be disabled by the end of the month with restream. So I've I never really used that. I've always created a scheduled live broadcast. So I would I I don't really see any point in using the stream now part of that. Um, So we're we're at the end. Amy, you just maybe if you could tell us a little bit, you know, if we if any of my uh, anyone watching or listening, would like to find out more about your LinkedIn 10x service, you know, how how can they find out more and what's the, how do they get started with all of this?
1: <laughs> well, um in terms of finding out more, um, just head on over to content10x.com forward slash LinkedIn 10x and then you'll be able to find it. Or just content10x.com. It's fairly easy to navigate. Um I think in terms of though, you know, really, you know, taking a step back and and how do you get started, just commit to to one form of content so if it's you know we're, we're on this confident life now so if you're going to commit to live streaming just commit it first and just get consistent with it don't get too overwhelmed with with all the possibilities and everything that you can do firstly just take that first step of starting to create the content and consistency is key start to become consistent and then start to take you know more steps at a time as to more that you could do with your content but um, yeah, if you want help, then as well as finding out about our service, if you want, you know, real kind of done for you help with our LinkedIn Ten X service. Also, you know, we have um there's there's 150 now um podcast episodes and blog posts and loads and loads and loads of content as well. So, you know, consume all the content that we've been putting out to to help you as well. And then if you want to take the next step, then yeah, sure. Have a look at our services because we'd love to we'd love to help you. And there's the book as well. So um, there's a book and, and there's a toolkit so if you prefer more um you know like showing you tutorials videos checklists things like that then by all means you know go check our toolkit out as well but try and be consistent and don't get too overwhelmed one step at a time and, and take the help when you um when you can
0: That's awesome. so it's not easy yeah. Well, yeah, so you're, you're basically you you're kind of practicing what you 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 do. I mean you, you've got you've got a book, you've got a, a toolkit, you've got a podcast. I mean you you do everything. And and so actually you can learn so much from Amy and ContentNX. Uh do, do get the book. Do check out the podcast. They are really awesome. I mean, you know, I I think I feel like I know a lot about uh, content repurposing, but I listen to your podcast and think, oh, wow, that's a great idea. Oh, wow. You know, to keep learning <laughs> new stuff. So I mean, that's always good. We're always learning new things. So definitely, definitely check it out. And of course, you, you'll be at different uh, different stages in your business. So at this stage, you might want to just learn how to do it yourself uh, and you might not be ready to to hire you know, uh, ContentX to do this, but maybe in the f- in the future you will do or maybe you will be right now. So just check out Content ContentX. Thank you so much, Amy, for coming on the show. It's been awesome to have you on again. Thank you for having me
1: on such an awesome Absolutely. show.
0: <laughs> and if, if if today's show, if, if this show wasn't enough, then Amy is coming back later today. Uh, so 4pm <laughs> in the UK for the Restream show. We're going to be focusing more on general repurposing or repurposing of live videos for that. So if you want to find out about that, just uh, come back to my my channel at 4pm in the UK, and you can find out about that. And of course, if you want to be uh, to subscribe to all my future shows, all you need to do is go to confident.live forward slash subscribe. Confident.live forward slash subscribe. You can get my free confidence guide, and you can you can get notified using my fancy new Facebook Messenger bot. Well, thank you, Amy. It's been great to mm-hmm. have you on the show. We'll see you. I'll see you later today. But uh, it's been awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for watching. I really appreciate you for uh, plugging us into your ears, or watching live, or watching the replay. Uh, I really love that, and uh, I'm I'm here to serve you and help you. But until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of confident live video. See you soon.
2: Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo.